well, well, welcome to the Purple Stuff Podcast. Starring Jay from the Sexy Armpit and Matt from Dinosaur Dracula. Now I have a story that I'd like to tell about this guy you all know me and I'm scared as hell. He comes to me at night after I call him to bed. He's burnt up like a weenie and his name is Fred. He wears the same hat and sweater every single day. And even if it's hot outside, he wears it anyway. He's gone when I'm awake, but he shows up when I'm sleeping. Matt, I noticed you've been reviewing a lot of stuff on Dinosaur Dracula, and a lot of that stuff is pumpkin spice flavored for Halloween. It's true. Of course, you've got some candy corn things on there, but pumpkin spice is still as popular as ever. And I noticed there's a bit of a revolt online for pumpkin spice. Have you noticed that? I've seen a little bit of people getting, I guess, tired of it. Yeah, I mean, there was a a big kind of drive for pumpkin spice things or just pumpkin pie flavored things. And it was a craze. I would say it's still a super craze because there's so many products that are like that. But now it seems like, I don't know if it's cooling off, but I do notice a lot of people getting sick of it, talking about it online, social media, like they're just sick of hearing about it. How do you feel? I know you're not a huge fan of pumpkin pie flavoring. Okay, well, I feel it has nothing to do with pumpkin pie or pumpkin spice. I think it's just human nature. People like to complain when they don't have something, and then when they get it, they like to complain about that. It has nothing to do with the flavor. People just like to complain. <laughs> so they're just, we're just saturating the market, and people are complaining about it. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if they like it, if they don't like it. No one has to be honest about that, as long as they get to blow off steam by complaining about it online. Yeah. I mean, we got everything we ever wanted, as like all the Halloween fans were getting pumpkin spice and pumpkin pie everything now so it's like let's just be happy for it you know well what i don't understand is why someone would complain when it's it's hilarious to see how far these companies will take it i mean there's pumpkin spice everything yeah they got pumpkin spice gum yeah pumpkin spice gum twinkies (laughs) cookies ice cream uh what the fuck else oreo cookies uh coffee coffee yes But that brings to mind the fact that, let's not forget, it's a pumpkin. And that is the symbol of Halloween, jack-o'-lanterns and pumpkins. I don't know, because it's pump is pumpkin spice really a pumpkin-flavored thing? I was just talking about this yesterday, and it's almost like they're just, they can call anything pumpkin spice and get away with it, because it's so vague. What does pumpkin spice mean? Yeah, like it's if you like, were to open a pumpkin, it doesn't taste like that. Well, it's it's I guess what they're saying is it's the spice you'd put in a pumpkin pie or something. But that could mean cinnamon, nutmeg, it could be any mix of like 18 different spices, or it could just be like chocolate and cocoa, (laughs) whatever else. It doesn't matter. It has no standard color or flavor. It's basically like vanilla, cinnamon, nutmeg. That's kind of like what it is. I've tasted at least 10 different pumpkin spice products so far just this year. No two of them taste exactly alike at all. Yeah. And even from the same company, they'll be remarkably different. Like Hostess has out the pumpkin spice Twinkies and the pumpkin spice cupcakes. They taste nothing alike. They just put those words on there because they know people are going to tweet about it if they do. You see the term thrown around, pumpkin porn, because now porn just means extreme anything. Like, you know, when they started using torture porn, you know. And it's like, now you say pumpkin porn to be sarcastic, meaning like, God, we're just really taking things to the next level here. 
you know, it's a little bit sickening at some point, but I embrace it. Pumpkins are great. Jack-o'-lanterns. Mm. Yeah, pumpkins in general. Anything that has the word pumpkin in it is an automatic A+. Exactly. That's why we're going to be talking about it tonight. Yes. Jay, what is tonight's subject on the Purple Stuff Podcast, episode 23? <laughs> tonight, we're going to be talking about pumpkins that are... No, let me say this again. I got it. We're okay. going to be talking about pumpkins in pop culture. Okay, pumpkins in pop culture. I like yeah, that. Yeah, pumpkin yeah. characters from pop culture. I like that. Anyone who had a portion of their body composed of pumpkins their head could be a jack-o'-lantern they could be a jack-o'-lantern yeah they could be a jack-o'-lantern themselves yeah or they could just be very thematically based on a jack-o'-lantern right i think the only one rule that i had myself was the pumpkin or jack-o'-lantern has to have life like it has to be living in some way right or no no accessory pumpkins like no uh hobgoblin no headless horseman right we want people who are part pumpkin. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. It's what the fans have been asking for all along. An entire <laughs> podcast devoted to people with pumpkin faces. This, aside from our last show, the Q&A, this mm -hmm. is the most requested show that we've had. Yeah, and that's saying something. Yeah. That's why we're super excited to be talking about this today. I would say at least 50% of us are very excited about it. <laughs> you are listening to the Purple Stuff Podcast. What's your first pop culture pumpkin dude character guy thing? <laughs> well, I'm going to go with the real easy kind of a just staring us in the face. And that is Jack Pumpkinhead from Return to Oz. And I've talked about Return to Oz before on the show. But is that, Return... the, is that the one with the wheelers? The wheelers. Oh, no. Don't bring up the wheelers again. <laughs> Those fucking monsters. <laughs> Anyway, Jack Pumpkinhead is this tall, lanky kind of guy, and he has a, a pumpkin for a head, right? Because, you know, it's detailed in his last name, Pumpkinhead. So let me describe him. He wears I'm a red... looking at a picture of him now. It looks like almost like a disco clown with a pumpkin head. In the books, his description was he wears a red shirt, a pink vest, a white polka dot, uh, white polka dots all over him, and purple trousers, right? He looks like almost like Steve Urkel with a pumpkin head. In the pictures I'm looking at. The typical problem with guys who have pumpkin heads or people who are pumpkin headed is that their heads spoil, mm. you know, so his head would spoil and then he's got to replace it. So he'd venture out into the pumpkin patch and replace his head. And then he'd get his mother to carve it out, who was Princess Ozma. And then he would bury his old heads in a graveyard on his own property. Okay, so I know you've seen the movie and read the book, and maybe you've done those things multiple times, but i got to tell you, you're describing this way too flatly. What you're telling me is absolutely insane. <laughs> so you got this guy whose head rots, and he goes out and picks a new head, and then his mother, who's a princess, carves it for him? Exactly, yeah. That's exactly what I'm saying. Why the fuck haven't I seen this movie between this guy and the wheelers? It's like, it sounds like the best shit ever. I wish I could say that this came to me in a dream when I was on crystal meth or something, but it's, yeah. it's absolutely true. My name's Jack. Jack Pumpkinhead. May I ask a favor of you, Dorothy? Would you please check my head for signs of spoiling? Matt, who are you bringing to the table? You have any pumpkin-headed creatures? I have a few. I think I'd like to start with someone who I can't emphatically say is a pumpkin-headed creature, but I believe him to be one. He would be the Great Pumpkin 
from Peanuts. That is a great one, but do we think that he actually exists, or has it ever been proven that he exists? It has not, but, I mean, there are a number of characters who aren't necessarily proven to exist. He's still an in-canon character. Anyway, I've always imagined him to be a sort of monster with a big cape and a giant pumpkin head. I would agree, and I always wanted him to show up, you know, because it kind of always was one of the unfulfilling endings, you know, because you really wanted him to show up and look exactly like that. Right. He appeared first in the strip in 1959. He's also appeared in other strips. So for people who have only seen the special, it's not like he was only mentioned in that one cartoon. He was in the strip. I mean, not visually, but he was mentioned often enough. I thought you were going to say he's appeared on the Las Vegas strip, like with a like a <laughs> yes, a, like a nude review, <laughs> kicking his showgirl leg in the big neon lights. They're back, all the little peanuts characters at a happy Halloween special. It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, Monday at eight, seven Central and Mountain. Marvel Comics had a character named Jack O' Lantern. Do you remember this guy? Yeah, I think I do. I think I do. He's a very, like, low-tier guy. I mean, at least to me, he is. I'm not a huge Marvel person, but he's not, like, obviously not one of the main eventers, you know? Oh, he's so cool looking, though. He was born in Sleepy Hollow, Illinois, which I don't even think exists. He's had multiple guys take on his persona within the Marvel Universe. And he rides a hovercraft. He raises dead people. And get this. You're going to love this. Mm. He reanimates dinosaurs. Oh, my God. That's my favorite superpower. (laughs) One of his incarnations, that was something he used to do. He would just raise dead people and reanimate dinosaurs. Oh, that's so cool. I love him. And then one of his other things is that he uses chemical weapons that can bring about psychedelic mind-bending hallucinations. Oh, God. Why aren't we hanging out with him? <laughs> Why isn't he in your Halloween video? <laughs> oh, God. He could get me high and show me dinosaurs. <laughs> I'm, I'm in love with, with this, this 1981 Marvel character that you just looked up on Wikipedia. <laughs> magic? Yeah, magic is real. And it can do things like... Like create evil flying jack-o'-lanterns. <laughs> My next one, uh, I don't know if this is cheating, but I don't care. I'm going to include him. He's Blobkin, the Halloween Boglin. Oh, yeah. From like 1987, I think. Boglins, as we mentioned on a previous podcast, were these like trollish rubber hand puppets. And there were two Halloween editions, these really big ones and in very nice plastic cages that cost a lot of money. Oh, yeah. He was named Blobkin, and he had—he looked like a jack-o'-lantern. He had, like, the black triangles around his eyes and the grooved teeth and orange flesh. Those are the kind of tie-ins that guys like us live and die for. To get a toy tie-in like that, as cool as that back then, it was, like, mind-blowing. Right, and especially because him and the other Halloween Boglin were by far the best of all the Boglins. They were bigger more detailed you could really fit your hand in there and make their eyes move around yeah and they came with free trick-or-treat sacks that showed them on the bags oh so cool yeah so like after you got done like pretending to kiss him or whatever you could go out trick-or-treating and have him on your bag let me ask you though how many be honest how many boglins are in your sack how many boglins are in my sack yeah 
I, there's a couple of ways to take that question, but I guess I'll go with, uh, I probably have like five or six Boglins. Oh, wow. I have both Halloween Boglins. I have the lobster Boglin. I have one of the smaller ones. And then I have just a gigantic pile of the mini Boglins. Oh, yeah. I like that, man. Those Boglins were awesome. Good call. Hey, the name's Boglins. You sold separately. And we're looking for good homes. Maybe yours. <laughs> this one, Matt, is so obscure and I don't even know if you've seen this before, but it's from a 1985 Halloween safety public service announcement that was shown to kids in school. And you can see it on YouTube, but it's basically a video. It's one of those old cheesy videos where the kids are trick-or-treating and then you'll see a kid go home and carve a pumpkin and they're telling you how to carve the pumpkin so you don't cut yourself. So the host of this show is this awesome 2D animated pumpkin who I want to bring home and just hang out with. 2D animated pumpkin. Yeah, and later on in the show, there's a 2D ghost that comes and hangs with them. Can you give me like some search term that will help me find this 2D animated pumpkin? All you need to look up is 1985 Halloween Safety PSA. Oh my God, I remember this. This guy had a voice that did not befit a disembodied pumpkin face. Exactly. He it did was not... way too normal. He sounded like the guy who would like be at the counter at the deli selling you like a bagel. <laughs> like, do you want cream cheese or butter? Like very matter. And he's telling you this horrible shit about like razors and fucking nonsense like that. And he's saying it so matter of factly. And you're like... So this really happens. People really die from trick-or-treating. Exactly. He'll be telling you about how, you know, make sure that your candy bar doesn't have uh, white goo all over it. When you see that scene, it's so blatantly obvious what they're trying to intend on what it is, you know? Are you saying what I think you're saying? Yeah, it's like a fucking Three Musketeers bar with jizz all over it. Holy <laughs> shit! Was that a thing? I mean, I've heard about razor blades, but that's I've, really taking I've, it to the extreme. I've never heard of an urban legend like that. Like, check your candy for semen? Really? <laughs> Oh my god, that makes him speaking so matter-of-factly all the more disturbing. Hey, kids. Make sure your candy doesn't have any jizz on it. And happy Halloween. <laughs> oh god, but you have no idea how amazing, like, the 2D animation placed on this old grainy film of these kids walking around and he's, like, sitting on a porch. It just brings me back, you know? That might be one of the most accurate depictions of trick-or-treating in 1985 that i've ever seen aside from like some movies that are out yeah. You know? yeah you've seen a lot of depictions of trick-or-treating in 1985 well i mean we lived it we were there that's true you know no this actually you know you're right it does look on target it looks like they actually went to real trick-or-treaters houses and took pictures yeah honestly it's one of the most amazing videos i've ever seen and, and i really want to make it a part of my viewing every year from now on yep so anyone who's interested, Halloween Safety PSA 1985 is your YouTube search term. But what about having a candle burning inside your pumpkin? Well, I'm sitting on brick. But a candle and a pumpkin on a wooden porch might not be safe at all. A flashlight could be a lot safer then. But it's best to stay away from lighted candles that are inside or outside of jack-o'-lanterns. You know why. Matt, let's talk more pumpkins. What do you got? Okay. Hmm. How about Sam Hain from the Real Ghostbusters? Oh God, I love Sam Hain. He's so badass. Mm-hmm. The official ghost of Halloween. He's basically Emperor Palpatine with a pumpkin head. 
<laughs> one of the few real Ghostbusters villains that appeared in more than one episode, and I think he was even in both versions of the show. Wasn't yeah, he, he was in... in Extreme Ghostbusters also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, he didn't fuck around. He was like the real deal Tyson of this universe. Like, they, they could not control this motherfucker. I gotta say, that the second episode in, in the RGB cartoon, like the original run, the second episode he was in was amazing. But his voice is so good. Give me an impression. Oh, I can't give you give me you give me an impression. I I can't remember what he sounds like, but I'm gonna go with something like I am Sam Hayes. <laughs> that's perfect. Is you that sounded, it? That's so perfect. You sounded just like him. Yeah. Great. <laughs> he also had that really cool toy a few years ago. Yeah, they they did the one that was like Mego style with Janine. Is that the one? Right, and that little mini slimer, which was like the whole reason to buy the set. Oh yeah. Totally love that. I don't have that set, but his head looks like it's squishy, and I don't know if that's true or not. Well, neither do I. I don't think anyone knows because the box is so nice, nobody wants to open it. It is. It's amazing because it's got like the firehouse in the background, right? Right, right. It's like one of the. It's like the, you know the brats in the Monster High packaging where once yeah. you open it, you're like, wow, this toy sucks. But as long <laughs> as it stays in the box, you are in fucking love with it. <laughs> Who do you think was scarier though, Sam Hain or the Boogeyman? Because um, for me, the boogeyman, like, oh, man, that was just nightmare fuel. I like Sam Hain better because I just, he's much easier to draw is what it comes down to. It's a, it's a circle and a big wavy line. He's easier on the eyes. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's a prettier bad guy. <laughs> His name is a little more fun to say. Yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. So Sam Hain is my number three pick for this pumpkins from pop culture parade. Podcast parade. Podcast on the on purple stuff. <laughs> I mean, this is great. It plays into my master plan of making uh, 60 minutes of alliteration. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Your mortal friends cannot help you. Only I can save you. Deny them. Swear allegiance to my army of the night, and I may permit you to exist. Well, the next one I have is pretty interesting, and I, I don't know if it's a movie or a special that went to DVD. I'm not really sure, but it was called Monsters vs. Aliens Mutant Pumpkins from Outer Space. It was an offshoot, you know, of the Monsters vs. Aliens movie, and it was made in 2009. Uh, it's basically the same cast of characters that are in the original film, and it takes place almost, it's almost Halloween, and they discover that mutant alien glowing jack-o'-lanterns have taken over the town, right? And so eventually throughout the show, these crazy glowing evil pumpkins create this giant pumpkin kaiju monster. I'm looking they, at him. That is one cool monster. Yeah, and the, and the girl, Ginormica has to get her crew and band together to take this monster down. And they're trying to shoot it down with this candy shooter. So they're basically shooting all the town's trick-or-treat candy at this monster to try to take him down. Yeah, and the monster is, like, really Lovecraftian. It, like is, it totally is. got, yeah. like, the tentacles and all that. It's very freaky. I love this. I've never seen this before. Yeah, it's like a gourd monster, but then like all the pumpkins, they glow green inside and it's just, they're so cool looking and they don't really talk words. They just speak like gibberish. No. It, well, it, we can relate to that. 
Yeah, they'd be perfect as a sidekick on the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, wait, we get them as interns. <laughs> we should. You can talk. You're just So I'm gonna cheat on my next one, but only a little bit. It's Little Buddy from Halloween Three. Mm. So you know who I'm talking about, right? Yes, I do. The little boy who wears the pumpkin mask and gets f- destroyed. Yes. Yeah. So for those who haven't seen Halloween 3, Colonel Cochran has a nasty trick in store for all the children. He sells the masks, and then on Halloween night, after watching a weird commercial, the masks sort of turn their head into these like portals to another dimension filled with snakes and lizards and bugs and shit. <laughs> And so there's a scene with this, like, 10-year-old kid watching television, and all of a sudden his head just explodes into snakes and crickets. <laughs> it's, like, the freakiest freaking thing you'll ever see. I'm going to give that to you because, he, I mean, even though he is human, he's, he becomes quite inhuman after that. <laughs> right. I mean, I'll, like, I'll put it to you this way. Can you even remember what hair color he had? You only remember him in the mask. That's a good point. But I mean, and he, he rocked that mask so well, though. I don't he think did. anyone would look better in it. And by the end of the scene, the mask had sort of melted onto his face anyway. So he was a pumpkin-faced boy. Yeah. It wasn't like he just had a mask on at that point. He became the pumpkin. He merged with that mask. Right. That's more alliteration. That actually brings one to my mind, uh, Sam from Trick or Treat. Oh, yeah. Little Sam, the demonic pumpkin-headed boy who makes sure that you celebrate Halloween properly. He's going to fuck you up if, you, if you're not celebrating Halloween the right way. <laughs> right. So I guess like we should set it up because throughout the movie you see this sack-headed monster and you don't necessarily know that he's bad or that... He's even a monster. Right. You don't even, yeah, you don't know what he looks like. You just see he has right. a bag like over you, you might assume he's just a child trick-or-treating or something, but you kind of get the impression that there's more to it than that. Then at the end, the, the mask comes off, and, oh, man, he's, <laughs> uh, he's vicious under there. Yeah, and actually, I, I watched the director's commentary of that movie, and they had mentioned that in the test screenings, when his mask came off, Man, everybody, like, there was a lot of screams in the audience and clapping and everything. A lot of hooting and hollering. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man, I love it when the crowd hoots and hollers. It was like the Arsenio Hall hoot, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's how, that's how you know the shit worked. When you hear the hoots and the hollers, you struck gold. And <laughs> Sam was gold. I think that you can make a very good argument that there hasn't been any movie that's done Halloween as a holiday more effectively in horror. I'm with you. I think it's a perfect Halloween movie. And you're right. He, You see Sam in the majority of the scenes throughout the film. Like, even when he's not a focal point, he, you, know, you might see him walk across the screen in the back of a shot or something like that. The character's been in one movie, and he's already, like, considered one of the, the icons. Yeah, he's like a cult hero right. at this point. All he, sorts of merchandise, all sorts of fan art, all sorts of mentions. Everybody loves Sam. They even mentioned that the director mentioned, or the writer, I should say, well, he, he wrote and directed it, mentioned that the innards of uh, Sam's head, it was made of string and like KY jelly 
and uh, like I guess uh, like orange dye and stuff like that. So, kids, if you see string and orange dye on your Three Musketeers bar, give it to a parent and happy Halloween. <laughs> They're actually making a sequel uh, to that apparently now. I've heard about a sequel like so many times that I just don't know whether to believe it anymore. It's just the real deal now. Yeah, apparently it is for real. It's finally coming out, which is good. They're, and they're having a new comic book telling further stories uh, with Sam. So that's coming out soon. Actually, it comes out in October. Mm. Did they pay you for that? Because if so, I won half. <laughs> no, no, I can't even get a free comic out of it. Matt, tell me another one of your uh, pumpkin people, pop culture. All right. One one more of my pumpkin people from pop culture. (laughs) You're you're really going to have to bear with me on this one. Okay. So making a very long story short, many years ago, I think it was 2005, I had a work assignment that required me to learn a bit about Neopets. Do you know what Neopets is? Oh, were they like like the little handheld thing where you feed where you feed no, them that's, like that was tamagotchi oh tamagotchi oh. but i would describe neopets as sort of a cross between tamagotchi and pokemon what it was was a virtual pet site where you go on and adopt like a dragon or a bunny name it put it in clothes and make sure it was fed and help it learn how to like wield swords so it could beat up other neopets oh yeah this sounds very familiar now that i yeah I was only supposed to, like, figure out how the site works, you know, just get some rudimentary knowledge about it. Instead, I just became flat-out obsessed. It was my biggest and darkest secret. Like, I'd get home, (laughs) turn my monitor a little bit to make sure nobody could see it, and just dive into Neopets for, like, 27,000 hours at a time. Your Neopet could have a pet pet, which was, like, a little Neopet, basically. Uh And one of them had a pumpkin face. His name was Klompkin. Oh. Yeah, so he looked a lot like... um, who was that Marvel dude that you mentioned earlier? Oh, uh, Jack-O-Lantern? Yeah, he looked like Jack-O-Lantern, only he didn't have arms. He just had, like, two little legs. Is it Plompkin or Clompkin? Uh, the reality is, who gives a fuck, you know? <laughs> who gives a flying fuck, whether it's Clompkin or Plompkin or Dompkin? <laughs> I told you I was having trouble coming up with six. No, this is I I love this. I want to see the Neopet. I just want to see him. All right, so Google Klompkin. That's C L O M P K I N. Oh, got it. Oh my god, I love this little guy. He's awesome. He's like yeah. he's like the nursery school kind of like bedtime story version of Sam. Yeah, no, he's fucking awesome, but let yeah. me tell you the best part. Okay. So you could also buy these things they call paintbrushes, which would change your pet pet into like a different sort of pet pet. So depending on which paintbrush you used, you could make like a fairy clompkin oh or like an underwater, yeah, or, or like a, a ghastly clompkin or like an underwater clompkin. You could have a whole freaking army of clompkins. I cannot believe that you just introduced me to this because now I'm freaking obsessed. Well, you know, the site's median age is like 12, and it, it's it's basically historically been for tween-age kids. Well, that but, doesn't mean that I was they... like I was like 30 when I got into it. I'm like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, am I even legally allowed to be on the site? Like, am I going to get in trouble for trying to trade these other kids different Neopets? 
I mean, I basically spent most of my 30s talking to 12-year-olds on Neopets. <laughs> that brings me to one of my favorites on the list, actually. And this one is from the Muppets. There isn't an actual specific character that's a pumpkin, but do you know the Swedish chef? Yep. Okay, so one time the Swedish chef was trying to make pumpkin pie. So he's in his kitchen, work, work, work. And then he's got the two pumpkins there and the pumpkins are talking and they're, you know, they don't want to be cooked. They don't want to be killed. But the Swedish chef keeps coming over with different murder tools <laughs> to to get these pumpkins, you know, to become pie. So he's coming over with giant knives and like machetes. And then he's got like this huge like Texas chainsaw massacre style chainsaw that he, he turns on. And these pumpkins are shitting themselves, right? Oh, my God. I just saw this. Oh, you're right. I remember this short. This is great. Yeah. So, like, finally, at the end, he, you know, they become pumpkin pie. But that is the best short. It is called Curving the Pum Pumpkin. Curving the Pumpkin. Curving the Pumpkin. Yeah. Yeah. And you're right. He's, like, he's not cutting them with, like, a kitchen knife. He's using, like, this old rusty axe. Yeah. It's all, like, totally horror movie, like, inspired. Oh, it's such a great short. And it's one of the more modern ones, too. But those pumpkins are hysterical. Yeah, and they're adorable. They are, yeah. They have, like, these little tiny mouths and basically, like, black olives for eyes. Oh, yeah. I think they really should do more with them. They should get their own show on YouTube. They should. Oh, I gotta admit, I did not expect the chainsaw. Let me try. Hey, Pally, what you're really looking for is a bazooka. A bazooka. A bazooka. Uh, I don't know. Does Jack Skeleton count, you think? Yeah, I mean, he is, after all, the king of the pumpkin patch. From Nightmare Before Christmas, a movie which I have to admit, I just never fell into that whole Nightmare Before Christmas world. Right. Like, I didn't see it when it came out, so it doesn't hold any nostalgia for me. Mm -hmm. And every time I say that, people jump down my throat and they're like, you're a, you're a dick. I am not going to be friends with you anymore. Like, wow, I didn't say I didn't like the movie or that I thought it was bad. I just said I haven't seen it a thousand times. People just flip out when they hear that. Nightmare Before Christmas has such a passionate fan base. It does. But, I mean, it is a great film. Yeah, I mean, would you describe his head as being, I mean, it's it's pumpkin-esque? I mean, he's a skeleton, essentially, but they gave his head the shape of a pumpkin. Yeah, and even the reaction figure they had. They had a special reaction figure uh, from oh, Funko. That's right, right, where they yeah. actually gave him the pumpkin head. Yeah, he has the pumpkin, and he came in a giant pumpkin. I mean, he didn't come in the pumpkin. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I, I don't think anyone does right now. <laughs> I mean, he you he arrived. In the <laughs> what happened What happened to you in the last minute? You've been I, shooting up over there? I was like, you, you buy him, and he comes in. Son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm saying he's in a pumpkin. That's all I'm saying. It was a, a, You know what? I don't I still don't know what you mean, but I'll okay, he's he was in a pumpkin. Yes. He's all in right, a pumpkin he was, and he was yeah. orange and it was a it was a Funko exclusive, the reaction figures at San Diego Comic Con, and it's just bad at, oh, it was an ornament. That's what it was. It was a pumpkin ornament and it had Jack inside of it. The pumpkin king. Whew. Okay. That sounds great. Yes. <laughs> there are few who deny it. What I do, I am the best. For my talents are renowned far and wide. 
When it comes to surprises in the moonlit night, I excel without ever even trying. Remember the adventures of Pete and Pete? Yeah, I was I was more into Clarissa, but yeah. Yeah, Pete and Pete uh, had an episode called Halloweeny, and this was an episode where somebody was throwing the pumpkins into the street, like all over town, and they just were like trying to kind of ruin Halloween for everyone. Those dicks. Yeah, they were dicks, and they were part of this gang, and the gang all wore pumpkins over their heads. They had these crazy pumpkin masks, and they were just trying to ruin Halloween. So oh, those fun sucking motherfuckers. Yeah. So did, I mean, did Pete just, and Pete take care of them? Yeah, they took care of those a holes. What were they called again? They were called the um, the pumpkin eaters. Pumpkin eaters. That's what it okay, was. Okay, let me look. Oh wow. Oh, I could see why you included them. Yeah. Wow, they're cool. They look like like they have robot designs carved into their pumpkins. Then they're like trying to take away Halloween for me on their little bikes. I don't like them. Not not a fan. I don't know. I think I am a fan because they're they're wearing like these cool black outfits and they've got black spray paint and I don't know. They just seem like the the crowd I want to fall into. <laughs> and then there was also there was a Goosebumps show that was very similar. And it was Attack of the Jack-O-Lanterns. When you look at that cover, it's almost like looking at this Pete and Pete episode. So I'm wondering if there was some sort of association or somebody kind of got ripped off in that show. I don't know. Not I'm not accusing anyone of anything, but... <laughs> yeah, you better, you better clarify that. Yeah. <laughs> but I know you're right, because I'm looking at the Attack of the Jack-O-Lanterns cover and... Attack of the Janitors. <laughs> Attack of the Janitors cover, and it looks exactly like the characters from Pete and Pete. I yeah. mean, granted, if you have a pumpkin for a head, your aura going to look like those characters. Yeah, but I mean, you're right, though. I mean, because if you're walking around with, like, an illuminated jack-o'-lantern for a head with a f- sack full of candy, that's pretty badass just based on the visuals. The Pumpkin Eaters, a pack of goons who turn Halloween into Halloween. No one knows their true identities, but every year they rip through Wellsville like a twister pulverizing the Halloween spirit of everyone who still believes they are the dark nights of Halloween. So those are our dozen pumpkin characters from pop culture, but we should mention that there are a few that we know people are going to say we forgot that we actually did not forget, such as Pumpkinhead. People are going to say, how can you forget Pumpkinhead? He doesn't, he's not a pumpkin. That's how we forgot him. Right, yeah, he he is monstrous and scary, and you know we're very fond of him, but we just can't include him because right. he's not pumpkiny enough. If you think we forgot somebody important, you're wrong. No matter who you got, you're wrong, and we're right. <laughs> and we covered all of the historic pumpkins from pop culture. <laughs> yeah, we got everybody. All right, now that that's out of the way, anything else going on with you this week? I bought some freaking awesome Halloween cups. Mm, Bed Bath and Beyond. Actually, Shoprite. Oh. Yeah, I'm going to Instagram them soon. So this has been the Purple Stuff Podcast. I am Matt from Dinosaur Dracula. And I am Jay from SexyArmpit.com. And I hope you enjoyed our conversation about pop culture pumpkins from people, pop culture people, pop culture pumpkins from pop pumpkins of pop culture. (laughs) I fucked that one up. No, I thought it was pristine, professional, and purple and purple. Uh, We'll see you next week. 
and you for listening to the Purple Stuff Podcast. Now go to sleep dreaming about monsters that wish to eat your soul.